Shut up and sit down. Ounce cap frappuccino, you know those little Starbucks things you get, the little glass. Um, yeah, I had three of those. Um, two glasses of tea all during the debate. The, the debate because <clears throat> I was yelling so much at the TV, I kind of got my throat raw, and um. Dudes, I I can't even. I I literally cannot even. I can't. Anyway, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna talk about uh, you know, I had this whole theme planned for my show tonight. I was gonna talk about my stuff, but I am literally like overwhelmed by the. Utter nonsense! I just spent two hours listening to. I... Dudes, dudes! I I don't know that. I think perhaps the only honest thing he said the entire debate was his name, and he kept referring to himself in third person. It's so weird when people do that. Doesn't he know that's arrogant? I I can't even. I can't. Okay. I guess it's International Mansplaining Day because that's all that's all he did, and that's all I experienced at the home improvement store today. Let me tell you what happened. Okay, my little dog kept digging out. Now I have a double gate. It has two doors on my fence doors you know it has two gates they open up and they have a little pole in the middle and I put the pole down in the ground and it keeps the gate from opening well my little dog Jack short for jackass um not really I don't literally call my dog jackass at the vet's office okay um Jack kept digging out the little pole and then he would push through the fence and go gallivanting around the neighborhood Little jackass. My neighbors call me. Hey, your dog's at my house playing with my kids. Uh, okay, I'll send my husband to come get him. Twice. He got out twice. And I'm like, I'm having to keep him in the house. And he doesn't like being in the house. And I don't like being outside because I'm fucking delicate. Didn't you know? Anyways. Anyways. So, my husband. I went to the home improvement store on Sunday and got some bricks. Some garden wall brick things that have holes in them. And I thought, well, my husband could dig a hole and put this thing down in the ground and so that the so that he couldn't dig up the pole because it would be surrounded by this cement block type thing that I found in the garden center, right? So I bought three of them. And granted, they were about 
eight inches tall and I don't know two inches wide, and there were three of them. That's a substantial hole to dig. So I thought I decided I was going to dig, but I thought I needed a post hole digger because. The shovel didn't seem like that would be a good enough tool, so I go over to the home improvement store to get a post hole digger. And I'm wandering around, and I can't really figure out where in the store it's supposed to be. And my phone doesn't have a good signal, so I'm trying to find the aisle in the, you know, because if you, if you go to the home improvement store and you're on their website and you look at the products, they'll, they'll tell you what aisle it's on and what bay it's in, so you don't have to wander the store like an idiot. So I go over there. And I got my little phone, my little app, and I get my my post hole digger. Post hole diggers are not hard to use. I'm I I was a boss once I got them. Okay, so I I pick out the set that I want, and it's the in the middle size, not the giant ones. And granted, it was almost as tall as I was, but um, and not the little ones because that was ridiculous. Um. <clears throat> Well, I'm short, but I'm mighty. I totally did it. But anyways, um, I go to check out, and for some reason, it would not scan. It literally would not scan. I tried three or four times, and the man behind me said, "Here, let me do that. You're just you must be just doing it wrong." Takes it out of my hand, and proceeds to try to scan it. And scan it, and scan it, and scan it. I said, well, I'll just go get some from the store. Oh, no, no, I got it, honey. I got it. Scan it, and scan it, and scan it. And it wouldn't work. His girlfriend slash partner, whatever, was standing beside him looking at him. And I kind of tilt my head, and I said, well, obviously, your penis wasn't the um, missing part of the equation. And she giggled. And he got all red in the face. So I took my post hole digger. To the person, and they had to look it up and ring it up by the number because the scan, the thing wouldn't scan. So, I get out there, and I have a smallish SUV, right? Um, and the post hole diggers were too long to fit in the back of my car without pushing the seats down. And I already knew this, so I opened it up, and I propped the post hole digger next to the bumper and I'm leaning forward to to put a little lever so I can push the seat back when some man walks by and tells me that's not going to fit in your car I pulled the lever pushed the seat back put the post hole digger in my car and I shut it and I turned around and I said well And it was the same motherfucker who tried to ring up my post hole um, digger for me anyway and messed it up. I said, your penis is still not very helpful. I got in my car and I locked it just in case my smart ass had written a check that my um, that my, my mouth had written a check my ass couldn't cash. Um, <clears throat> I go all over to Starbucks to get some fucking coffee because I have reached my limit and I walk in and there's a guy behind the counter and I, I order my drink and he repeats it back to me wrong so I order it again 
I said, no. I want a venti cafe vanilla frappuccino with extra coffee and no whip. Well, we can't do extra coffee. Do you want two shots of espresso? And I, before I could help myself, I slapped my hand down on the, on the counter and I said, you can put in six pumps of frap roast on your fucking register. Oh, no, ma'am, I can't. I, I can't do that. It has to. I, I said, fetus, go get someone who's an adult to help me with my order. And he goes and gets the manager, and I do my order, and she's looking at me and frowning at him, and she does the order, and she says, what's the problem? He said, I, he said I couldn't have extra coffee. And she turns to him, and she says, I won't say his name, his real name. I'm going to go with Scott. Scott, never tell a woman that looks like this that she can't have extra coffee. Can't you see she's stressed out? My coffee was free. <laughs> she she says, I'm going to make her coffee. <laughs> Why don't you get her a cookie? <laughs> so I had a cookie while I was waiting for my coffee. <sighs> Scott. <laughs> she was so calm about it. I think I was like literally five seconds from evolving into a T-Rex, okay? I mean, because it was just like, what the fuck do you mean I can't have extra coffee? Now, for those of you who don't know, um, espresso actually has less caffeine than um, the frap roast at Starbucks. So when you order espresso shots, you're really ordering for the flavor. And I enjoy espresso, uh, an espresso shot. I do. They have a really nice, lovely, mellow flavor. But Two espresso shots isn't the same thing as two shots of coffee. They are very different. So, I come home. After I drink my frappuccino, I go out into the yard and I mark off my spot. With a ruler, yes, I did. Um, and I get my new post hole diggers out of the car, and I dig my hole. And I, you know, I was like, it was a lot of work. I mean, if those, if you ever used post hole diggers or just dug into the dirt, and I had to dig ten inches down basically to get room to put the block in, right? Um, and that's significant, okay? And I don't do a lot of outside labor. Let's just be honest. I don't do a lot of labor to begin with. It's just not something that I do. Um, and I decided that I really didn't need to put all three in the in the holes. I was just going to put one. So I did, and I finished it just as my husband comes home. And he looks at it, and he goes, you only put in one? I had to come in the house and sit down and have a time out. So, after my hour and a half time out, I went back out and um, fucked around with it until he finished digging the hole so that I could put all three of the little rocks um, um, in the thing. 
and fix it. And now Jack shouldn't be able to dig out. Because if Jack is able to dig out all three of these stones, and they weigh, I don't know, eight, nine pounds a piece, and they're about, I mean, they're a good ten inches down the ground. So if he manages to dig those up, my only other option is to pour a giant slab of concrete. No, let me rephrase that. My only other option is to get my daddy to come over here and pour a giant slab of concrete. That's it. That's the thing. I don't even know. I don't even. And then I and then I came home and I made the mistake of watching the debates, which was which was not a good idea. Which was really not a good idea. It was a dumb idea. Because now I'm all irritated and I have I've drank way too much coffee and tea and I had some chocolate cake and I had some popcorn and I think I ate a chicken wrap in the middle of that. So I did have some real food at some point. Um, my little dog is outside probably plotting his revenge on those blocks. There's just no telling what he's going to do. He can't be trusted. The debate only lasted an hour. It felt like four. It was the longest hour of my life. And I'm including that time I passed a kidney stone. I should have waited to read the transcript. Oh my God. Oh my God. For those of you who have problems with the chat room on your Apple devices or on your Droid devices, it's because the chat room uses Flash. And there is a Flash browser that you can download for Droid, but I'm not sure if there's a Flash browser you can download for um, iPads and iPhones. But that's something to think about if you're having issues with loading the chat room on your um, device that's not a computer. You need to have Flash. So you need to find a browser that is Flash compatible. I use Chrome pretty much um, for everything, and I don't have any problems with Chrome. So um, I don't know about anything else. And you know, Everybody's system is individually. It's individual, individually. What the fuck? Individual. Everybody systems individual. <clears throat> when I was watching the debate, I literally could not watch the debate. I had to listen to it because just looking at Donald Trump made me nauseous. I'm not even kidding. It literally made me ill. I actually prefer Chrome. I used to be a Firefox user, um, but it got really annoying. And I like the features of Chrome that I can transfer across devices. So if I have Chrome on my phone and on my computer and on my my laptop and on my tablet, because I'm device poor, obviously, um, if I have Chrome installed and I'm logged in, then all my bookmarks are there and, you know, 
it's it's really handy. It's really super handy. Um, and Firefox and I parted ways over a game that I was playing a long time ago. And I tried to reinstall Firefox recently, and I just I can't get with it. My husband loves Firefox. It's his it's his thing. He calls it a real browser. I'm not using a real browser. Apparently, I'm using Chrome. Earlier, before the debate, I was on something. I was on a sound site getting sounds, um, trying to find new music for my show. You you probably won't thank me for that. Um, Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? I was on freesound.org looking for sounds and stuff for my show. And, um... I downloaded a whole bunch, but I haven't uploaded it. I need to clean my show out a little bit. There's too much on here, so I need to clean it out a little bit. And I forgot where that was, the part, the part where I cleaned it out. So it's all a mess over here. <clears throat> I hate Edge. I tried to use Edge with the Windows update, and Edge sucks. I'm, You know, honestly, Edge sucks. I'm not sure I'll ever be able to eat cheese puffs or Cheetos ever again. And I might have to to file a lawsuit against Donald Trump for my trauma. He's ruined Cheetos for me. And that's terrible. That's a terrible thing to do to a person. Mm Mm-mm-mm. What didn't he say? Oh my goodness. Just oh my goodness. He was tremendous. Believe me. Tremendous. I can't talk about this because I'm going to end up giving myself a headache. Mm-mm. I just, I can't. I can't. Um. God, I'm so irritated. Uh, <clears throat> I had a very irritating day. I yelled at the computer for like the, the entire debate. I double birded Trump's voice three thousand times. Um, my fingers are sore from double birding. I just um, and you are welcome, TM. TM says that um, thanks to us, I'm so she means me and Jilly. Um, that she's watching all the How to Cake It videos. If you're not watching How to Cake It on YouTube, you're missing out. You need to go over there and watch Yo because Yo is awesome. Yolanda is amazing. Why aren't you watching How to Cake It? Yeah, do avoid watching Bob the Minion because it has personal um, 
you know, meaning for all of us in the end is, is um, an atrocity. It's, it's, it's a genuine atrocity. So, so be careful. Be careful with Bob the Minion. You might want to stop it like, I don't know, 30 seconds before the end, maybe even a full minute. Because you don't want to risk it. You don't want to risk the end, you know, seeing the end. No, that isn't what happens to Bob. It, it It's just unspeakable what happens to Bob. It's unspeakable. You should also watch, um, what's the other cake lady? Vanessa on Cake Style. Cake Style. You should also watch Cake Style because that woman and her crazy ass um, buttercream flowers are amazing. She makes she me feel inferior. Queen. I feel greatly inferior. Like I can't even like ice a cake regularly now. I'm like I can't do it better. I I just I'm just not Vanessa. I can't do it. She freehands this mandala in one of her um, episodes, and I just sit there with my mouth hanging open, going, "What? I don't get it. What the hell?" <laughs> Have you ever tried to use one of those little tiny tips? It don't work that way for me. Maybe my eyes are too thick. I don't know. And her and her buttercream is never loose, too loose. You see these videos, amateur cake decorators, and and I got the floppy buttercream. And man, that just always puts me off. It's just like firm up your buttercream. <laughs> the other day I was watching an amateur cake direct, decorator, and she didn't come coat and chill. And I was like, what the fuck? are you doing I had to stop I had to stop it I could not I literally could not listen watch it I couldn't it's terrible when they do it wrong it's like what you like want to leave them a link and go go check out Vanessa's how-to videos how to leave the she has actually has I think it has a how to crumb coat video go watch it because you're not because you're doing it wrong and you're totally fucking up my cake groove. Because there's nothing worse when you're watching a whole bunch of cut lovely cake videos and you click on one you shouldn't and you see something terrible and you're like and it just undoes all the work that Vanessa and Yolanda have done for me. And I have to go back and watch the the Princess Ruffle one. Oh it's yeah. One of my favorite. When the, she does the ruffle, the Princess that's awesome. Ruffle it's like, my favorite. Yeah. The um that bath set, some of them, some of them I really like watching. It's like they have this kind of satisfy my OCD in a way. It's like, oh, look at her make that thing so perfectly. And others, like the basket of flowers, when she was mm. typing that, that basket, I was just sitting there going, all I could think about was, no, 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 no. How can you do that much work for something you're going to eat? Um, <laughs> she wasn't she even going to Yeah, and she had to keep pausing and going, I'm going to take a break because my hand is getting sore. I was like, yeah. See, we're training you guys. And by the way, I have to say, this isn't exactly a criticism. It's more of a befuddlement. Kira used a metaphor, a frosting metaphor, about something the other day. And instead of talking about (laughs) what she was talking about, Everybody talked about the fucking frosting. You weirdos. <laughs> I even put down at the bottom of that message later. I edited later and said, you know what? That fondant thing was totally a metaphor. I, I really was not talking about fondant and frosting. I really wasn't. 
broth. And it's like this epic discussion of frosting. And then Azure tells us we need frosting rehab. And I was like, we don't have a metaphor. It wasn't about frosting. It was just a metaphor. I even said it was a metaphor. And when you have to explain your metaphor, it really fucks up your metaphor. Believe me. <laughs> There's this whole huffy pout moment afterwards. Like, oh. It's sort of like when Kira double birded us all for the first time in her Facebook profile and no one noticed. Yeah, I had two I, little birds up on my profile for like a whole week and no one realized that I was double birding all of you. And so when she points it out, I actually huffed. I was like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. It's like it's I wanted to be double birded so badly. Their husband's got eyes got really wide. <laughs> we even had a discussion on that picture about what the birds were, and someone had to tell me because I didn't know they were just two cute little birds sitting in a sitting in a. They looked like they had a lot of attitude, so I picked them. African bee eaters. Which seems like a dangerous preoccupation. I know, right? Oh, when I was outside with Jack earlier before um, I was checking to see um, you were, um, I was checking to see if he had managed to work his way loose from my current uh, effort to keep him in the yard. And he, I looked out of the corner of my eye and he was standing real still, right? Real still. And I was like, what the hell is he doing? And then a firefly lit up in front of him and he chomped down on it. He likes to eat them when they're lit up. Uh, a little so, happy okay, right? my childhood just curled up in the corner and died. <laughs> so the best part of this is that now his teeth are all glowy. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I don't even know how many he's eaten. One of his front teeth is glowing. <sighs> With fireflower guts, I guess. I don't know. He's... I can't... He also eats bees, which is where that whole thing came from. That's what reminded me. But, yeah, he eats bees. He especially likes bumblebees. He could be an environmental hazard. You know, bees are scarce. Yeah, he eats bees. And wasps and yellow jackets, whatever. They're all bees, right? He eats them all. Well, not wasps are not bees, but he eats them all. And lightning bugs. He's, yeah. He likes lightning bugs. Now, he's only had one bee sting him, but his revenge has been epic. <laughs> sting me, I'll eat you. <laughs> His whole face swelled up. I got really, I got, I freaked out. I had to take him to the vet and get a doggy Benadryl. <laughs> and, he, and his revenge has been going on for seven years now. You got to hate on for bees and he just. He don't forget. 
Jack, don't forget. But no, for real, my dog's name really isn't Jackass. That's just his nickname. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't actually, I don't think I have, um, there is no way I could take a dog to the vet with the name of Jackass with 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 a serious face. There's no way I could pull it off. I'll be laughing my ass off. Yeah, this is jackass. <laughs> that would be a great thing to do. The little, little vet tech comes to the door. Jackass? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they always call your dog's name, not you. <laughs> they probably have heard worse, that's true. Did I like MacGyver? Um, yes and no. Um, I think there is, uh, I think it, it needs to settle a little more. I don't like the jerky camera action. I didn't like his hair. His hair. <sighs> I like that whole female betrayal thing. Very common. Now he's got, you know, a chip on his shoulder about being betrayed by a woman, and that's going to, you know... Um, George Eads was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, George he was so good, awesome. though. Um, but the hair... I love I, I, yeah. I've never been tempted to give a non-consensual haircut before. <laughs> yeah, go. yeah. If I could give two actors a haircut, he's one, and the guy who plays Danny on Hawaii Five-O is the other. Yeah, I agree. Danny's hair is annoying. Um, but I do like the Jack Dawson um, reboot, and I like his new backstory, or his more expanded backstory, because Jack and Max were in the service together. So that's like, yeah, it's just a little different, and I like it. And I like that he's working for the Phoenix Foundation, and he's not a con artist. I, I really like that a lot, too. Um, I think the second girl, whose name I've already forgotten, and that's terrible, um, what's her name? Um, really, thank you. Um, I think she actually is more three dimensional than all the other characters that we were introduced to I combined. Agree. Um, I find her very interesting, but they made it clear out of the gate that they were both straight, didn't they? <laughs> oh, they did. They got right on that. And I wanted to send them a note, like via Twitter, going, um, "Dear producers of of, of MacGyver." We don't care if you say they're straight. Signed, your potential new fandom. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care. (laughs) But thanks for getting rid of the chick. (laughs) Because now we don't have to. Oh, I like it. I think the whole 80s vibe 
um, was a nod to the original show, and I and I love the original show, so I really enjoyed that part. I thought it was fun because the original show had those over the top explosions and stuff like that, and the whole Miami Vice vibe to the. It was just I that part I liked. Um, I don't like the female betrayal thing. I I don't like the shaky camera um, thing. Um, I really enjoy the relationship between Jack and MacGyver. Um, One of the things I had a hard time with was, I mentioned you online, was aside from the implausibility of someone who's young being able to apply knowledge as seamlessly as he does, um, it, it just that seemed improbable. But setting that aside, um, the um, they tried to pack too much plot with like the evolution from the Department of External Services to the Phoenix Foundation. That, that'll happen too fast um, for me. Now, it was like the trying original to... was like one day they were this, and the next day where they were this, and there was no explanation. Because I recently binge watched the first. Um, well, the entire series, and one day they were the DXX, you know, and then the next, they were the Phoenix Foundation, and there was really no in-depth explanation at all. Right, although it did take, what was it, about a year before they did that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think think we should have gotten um, a two-hour plot. Pilot. Yeah, they did the same thing with the rushing in the um, lethal weapon pilot. Um, I haven't seen that yet, but um, I was thinking about I'm, watching I'm it. Spoilers, but I mean they they tr- they sort of take a spin on reframing the movie, which is about what you would expect. But they sort of rush, to, you know, an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes of movie into forty minutes of TV. Um, the reframing of all of that, and it's just like it was like it was like, what? Why is this going? Why are they trying to cram all this in so quickly? They they could have spaced this out over three or four episodes, and it would have felt. You know, or during a two-hour pilot. Yeah, I guess they were trying to make sure that they you know hit all the notes from the movie that people would want, expect to see, and try to cram it in on the first episode to make sure they secured their audience or something. But it it felt a little. I was just like, Rushed. that was just way too fast. What the hell? It was well, like I don't know I don't know if any of you bitches ever saw Pride Prejudice and Zombies. I'm not really a zombie person myself, but I decided to go see it. And um that was the same thing. It's like I told somebody afterwards is that it was a good movie that could have been a great movie with an additional twenty minutes. It's like you're just trying to cram too much happening without just even any pause for reactions or for the characters to have any kind of anything. It just was like, you know, we'll slam in action action after action after action. It's like, okay. Um and several of the pilots have done that this year. It's like the pilot just feels like it's just steamrolling you. The only pilot I think that did really, really well with the pace and the movement of the characters was Designated Survivor. I agree. But they didn't try to cram I, everything into one one hour. It was a great pace, and um, it was um, there was an urgency around them, but there had to be because of what was happening, you know, 
that this, this, and this, and he has to address the nation. The nation has to know we have a president. Um, um, so it's um, – I, th- I thought the pace was excellent in, in Designated Survivor, but I'm not actually on board with the premise, so I'm probably not going to watch the show. But I wanted to watch the pilot because everybody was talking about it on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. I think Lucifer, on the whole, on the whole, the whole arc of the show is very well paced. I haven't seen the season opener for Lucifer yet, but they they've done a really good job with pacing all along, so I wouldn't expect that to be um, any different. Um, I like Designated Survivor. Um, it comes on ABC, I believe. Which? Oh, Designated Survivor. Yeah, I think that's ABC. Um, but the, my pro, there were there were like three cliche plot devices in it that really irritated me, and I won't tell people what they are because you know I'm not gonna give you spoilers on something that most people probably haven't seen. But you know if they had just taken those three things out, um, I'd have been completely sold. But you know trite plot devices just can really just set my teeth on edge, and there was just no reason for it. Um, Uh, NCIS New Orleans is ruined for me. Um, I'm, I had really been looking forward to seeing how they were gonna, um, they were gonna deal with the, how the cast changes were gonna be, and uh, yeah, it's ABC. And I, <laughs> ah la 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 la. <laughs> I said on Facebook I'd rather deal with Ziva. Um, she was horrible. She was the the cast member. The cast change was. It wasn't just the actress is someone I've. It was the actress was Vanessa Ferlito, which uh, who was played Aiden Burns in CSI New York and CSI Miami. Um, and she was a. She kind of. I find her vaguely irritating a lot of the time, but I still I'm able to put that aside and still enjoy the show or the role she's playing if it's done well or whatever but the way they wrote the character for NCIS New Orleans oh my god I just wanted to strangle her every time <laughs> she did anything I was well, just was like shut up I watched the first season but I didn't like Brody at all so I was like cringing through it and, and finally I just gave up and I was really excited when I heard they were going to replace her and now I'm all mad again and I haven't even watched it Brody was smug. This girl is obnoxious and abusive. Um, oh, oh, done. Oh, I'm she's done. horribly, and she blames other people um, when they react to her abusiveness. So basically, they got Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. the pair of tits. I liked Bull. I think Bull's pace was a little weird. Um, y- yeah, it it was fine until the last ten or fifteen minutes, and I was like, I looked at my sister for watching it, and I said, "Is this a two-parter?" Because I couldn't see how they were going to resolve everything that was left to be resolved in the amount of time they had left. Because it was fine, fine, fine. I was good with it, good with it, good with it, and then it was like they just kind of slammed the resolution to the story through in the last few minutes, and it was just kind of, mm, no. That was a little rushed. The premise of Bull would work better if one case took more than an episode. If one client spanned 
like, say they have a 20-episode arc that the first 10 episodes is one client and the second arc is an, another client, or maybe they're handling, juggling multiple clients at once, and we're seeing it across the whole season. Um, I think that would uh, that would work a lot better. I also I, I think the cast is too big and there wasn't enough um, um, Michael on the screen. Yeah, there was, and the, he's really the only character so far that you have any feel for. Um, everybody else, you kind of get a little bit of a feel for the people that work for him, but everybody else is just kind of throwaway at this moment, and you kind of want well, to even, identify with more than one character coming out of a pilot. Well, well, because of the format, the clients are transitory, so they they get they gave the client too much screen time. And it would have worked better if it had been a multi-arc for the client on the show because then it would – the use of screen time for the client would have been um, justified. Yeah, I agree. And they did one gimmicky thing that I found really um, annoying – and I hope they quit, which is when he's reading someone, like assessing them, that they talk to him. Yeah. I was like, don't do they, that. That's like breaking the wall, right? Don't, yeah, it's like, don't stop the wall. it. No, 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 no. Yeah. I would so I just prefer to see his thoughts kind of like peer, appear over them in bubbles. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> so that was funny. To him and talk. You know, I, um. I mean, he could have he could be writing down his observations, and you get it that way. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that they could have conveyed his observations about those people without them speaking. It just that was just a little I bit like even a voiceover would have been better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but one thing I really liked is how he identified the woman that he had to to turn and he turned her but he didn't know how he did it and he followed her and she didn't give him the answer that he wanted that was she didn't really give good. him i really really enjoyed that and see that would have had more impact if we were ever going to see her again which we might and you never know but i mean they made quite thing, they made quite a got, moment well, between them right but what we didn't get and that would have that payoff in that moment would have been so much better if we had at least a five episode arc with this client, you know? Yeah. And it would have justified that so much more. They also aggressively established his heterosexuality, um, yes, not quite as aggressively did. as they did MacGyver, but the way he winked at all the attractive women. Mm. Um, it was a little bit like, stop it, quit it. We get it. He likes pretty women. Moving on. I don't, I don't know. It just, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Bull, so, so I'm going to watch it again. And um, I'm not sure about Designated Survivor, even after saying that I thought it had the best pace. I'm just not um, on board with that whole political thing. My only real exception for political dramas um, used to be West Wing, and now it's Spam Secretary. <laughs> well, they have one one of the 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 three the three cliche plot devices could drive me up the wall, um, and they could take me right out of it. Um, so if I would be pretty sure certain I'd be on board for the whole season, 
if it wasn't for the, those three things that they have inserted into the story to create um, artificial tension. Where I'm sorry, but the tension, the situation is sufficiently tense. <laughs> There's one thing that bothers me a lot about it, and it's probably one of the things that bothers you. But we need to stop talking about it so we don't ruin it for anybody else. Because <laughs> it hasn't been out very long. Um, <clears throat> but, um... Cause there's no, one... We, we, we've seen the fallout trope. from these plot there's, devices there's in the... um a trope in it that I find really annoying. And then there's the cliche general. So, you know. The general is one of them. Um, that whole thing with the general thing. Um, all right, bitches, cover your ears for like one minute if you don't want spoilers. This is your moment. <laughs> cover your ears. So the thing with the son with the drugs and him getting fired the morning of the catastrophe Um you see, you, we're seeing evidence of these things in the previews for the season, and they didn't need those cliches and and the general with the coup. They didn't need those cliches to create tension when your our entire government supposedly has just been blown up. Because right, because we don't have senators, we don't have congressmen, we right, we, we entire don't have a cabinet gone. Um, we don't we don't need a warmonger, and we certainly don't need. This is what got me. This is why I'm not going to watch it. I have a sincere and deep competency kink this show is not going to be able to meet. Because they've set him up to be incompetent. And I can't deal with it. I can't deal. I, that's not why. That, that's not entertainment to me. Um, I don't want yeah, to see they, him fumble for presidency. I just don't. They, they, set, him, they set him up that even if he's competent, he's going to be questioned because of what his original role was, um, which is the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. So, they could... I a different angle on it. I don't, I just, um... They they kept inserting all of these these plot devices for people to give people room to question his competency or to challenge his presidency, and there's enough basis for all of that stuff without doing something that feels so contrived. I just I'm, I'm not on board with it. Um, so, but maybe I'll give the second episode a, a chance. Yeah, it there's a subplot going on that's confusing. I do have one question that I don't think is a spoiler. Um, for those of you who have watched it, when do you think his wife is going to catch on to the fact that being first lady means she no longer has a job? That she went from career... To political arm piece in like what a minute a minute <laughs> in the time it takes to drive across town basically because <laughs> it happened they drove across town he's the president she's the first lady your your life is gone he had to remind her the speechwriter says she says she tells him to call her her name he goes no, ma'am, you're, you're the first lady. And her mouth drops open. I'm thinking to myself, how long before this woman realizes that she no longer has a career? 
that her career just became first lady of the president of the United, you know, first lady of the United States. I mean, if he's having an affair with his assistant, I'm going to write somebody a dirty, terrible, nasty, horrible letter, and I'm not even watching the show. I didn't get that vibe, but I could, you know, they could go that way. I think his assistant kind of treats him like a puppy, so I don't see that vibe either. Yeah. I hope not. That'd be a creepy ass. better not go that way. I don't watch Empire. Um, I tried watching it when it first came out. It was just a little too much... um, Grit. Melodrama. Yeah, I don't like Empire either. Um, I watched a couple episodes. My husband really digs it. <laughs> but he also watched. Um, I watched. Um, we we both watched Notorious. Um, I I sit in there going, "Oh my God, this is, people are horrible," and I'm really liking it, and I feel really weird about that. <laughs> well, as I told you, what my mom said. My mom's watching Notorious in the cafe, right? And she turns to me and she says, "All these people are are all these people are horrible whores. I like it." And that's exactly it. That's exactly it in a nutshell. That just sums up the whole show. And you're like, "You whore, you whore. I like this so much. You whore. Oh my god, you whore. I like it so much." <laughs> And you hashtagged that Coyote Ugly was your guilty pleasure. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I love the fucking of Coyote Ugly. I don't care. <laughs> but I never watched her other show, the one where she was a spy. Um, I didn't like it too much. But um, whatever it was called on USA, I, I think I watched like three or four episodes, and I just really didn't dig it. But I'm really liking this one, and I'm glad, because I, cause I like her as an actress. I, th- I, I think she's cute and um, and fun. And um, there's something genuine about her, even when she's being a jerk. Because <laughs> there are moments in this where you're thinking, oh, my God, you bitch. <laughs> but she's just so genuine and sweet about it. <laughs> oh, it's well, great. she just owns her horribleness. She's like... Yeah, this is she the way does. it is. I'm horrible, and I'm just gonna just admit it and own it and be right up front about it. And and like, but then okay. there's that moment, um, covert affairs. No, I know I, I I really didn't like it, and I wanted to. Then there's that moment when all you can, oh you bastard. <laughs> oh yeah, that moment. I was just like, no. And all of her horrible horribleness pales in comparison, and you're like, totally in her corner and ready to whoop his ass. It kind of goes back to that one relative you got that's a complete jerk face, and you all talk about them, but let somebody Only else one? do it. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, I do have one that's just everybody talks about him. Everybody. I mean, on both sides of the political fence, religious and non-religious, we're all like, what the fuck happened to him? Was it brain damage? Did, did Grandma drop him on his head? <laughs> what happened? But let somebody outside the family question his brain damage and 
there's there's a fight. Because <laughs> he may be crazy, but he's our crazy. <laughs> That's right. He's ours. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't watch The Exorcist, but I have to admit I was mildly curious. So I may. I I cannot watch The Exorcist because I watched the movie and had nightmares, and I'm an atheist, and and the movie gave me nightmares. Um, so um, I can't. Mm-mm. Although in I'll, other news, I totally support the candidacy of Satan, Lucifer. Oh. Um, to, um, if if you know if 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 Hillary had to drop out, um, I feel like Lucifer would be a better choice to take her place, and I would vote for him over Donald Trump. Write-in candidate. Vote for Lucifer. Let the morning star lead us. (laughs) I'm not serious. I'm actually really, truly an atheist. I'm totally not serious about that whole morning star thing. Um... So please don't call me a Satanist, and please don't send me emails questioning my Satanism, because I'm not actually a Satanist. Um, I don't have the enthusiasm to worship either of your your fake deities. <laughs> but we can write in Tom Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> now that... Vote my jackass dog in. <laughs> yeah, I could I could get behind Tom Ellis for president. He's so pretty. He is so fucking pretty. Look, I don't know why Martin Sheen didn't run. <laughs> he has more experience being president than Donald Trump does. Well, whoever you, somebody said they want a chance to vote against the candidate. Whoever you're voting for, you're voting against Trump. So there you go. You got your opportunity in November. Morgan Freeman would has more experience, political experience. Um. Uh, Harrison Ford has more political experience. <laughs> Any fake. TV president or movie president has more political experience than Donald Trump. I feel like voting for anybody else but Hillary is dangerous because Donald Trump is dangerous. He is very, very dangerous. And no other candidate ticket has the ability to beat Trump but Clinton. So any other vote? And it's not would-be Trump supporters who are voting for a third party. It's people who would normally vote, might normally vote for a Democrat who are just, I don't know, making some weird stand. I'm sorry, folks. Wrong election to making a stand. Her lack of a penis is more than they can tolerate? I don't know. Because it is not. It's not undecided Republicans who are running out and voting for Jill Stein, folks. And honestly, most undecided Republicans are probably going to vote for Hillary Clinton because they're smart enough to realize Donald Trump is insane. He's going to get us all killed. Hard and fast. 
and there won't be a reach around first either. No, it'll just be it. <laughs> I mean, I never but thought that I would have a moment. I never thought I would have a moment in my life where I would go, gee, George W. Bush would make a great president. <laughs> I know, right? George? Come back, curious George. I'm sorry, but did you see that picture? Now, this is not something I would normally say about George Bush. Did you? But did you see that picture with him in motion, with Michelle Obama? Did no. he not look like the sweetest little low thing? He looked so sweet and silly and dumb. I would take eight more, eight full more years of him staring vacantly at stuff, <laughs> even even a month <laughs> with Trump. Sarah Palin is actually looking pretty good right now. I found the picture. I'll add a link. You know what, though? Johnson thinks that global warming isn't something we should worry about because the sun's going to swallow the earth anyway. Now, granted, eventually, yes, in several million, 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 million years, the sun will expand out and envelop the earth and the earth will disappear but we will be long beyond before that because before the earth does that it's going to turn basically into venus and what we're doing as a people five billion or so five billion or so years that's going to happen but what we're doing as a people is we are advancing the greenhouse effect that's going to turn earth into venus we aren't going to destroy our planet the sun will do that for us. What we are doing is making our impl- our planet impossible to live on. Unlivable for the next five billion years before the sun eats it. <sighs> and I like oxygen. I don't know about anybody else. See, look at this picture. Look at this picture. He looks so so happy and pleased and dumb. <laughs> I think it is dementia, actually. I do think that that is probably one of the... um, the, the issues he could be facing, um, and that's not a laughing matter. Um, I, um, but he looks so unthreatening in that moment, doesn't he? Who? Bush. Bush Junior. Like, like he didn't even start a war. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't really. We know that 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 the, there was some uh, major string pulling. Um, Cheney and Rumsfeld were behind. Were were to me I, that was my read on it. Was more behind that war than Bush was. He was the proverbial puppet. But you know. So what you're saying is that George W. Bush is a fraggle. <laughs> Did anybody else bounce their head and sing briefly in their mind, Down in Fraggle Rock? 
sorry for laughing loudly in your ears. Um, I like Fraggles, but they weren't particularly bright. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, we are down to oh, hell. Um, we are down to four days. We have four. You have four reading days left before I delete Rough Trade. I'd like to remind you that harassing authors for their work after the delete is rude. It is very, very rude. Do not do it. I'm gonna make a list of people and make it public. And I'm just kidding. Maybe. Not to wait and find out, won't you? But yeah, I guess I, I will be deleting um, on the first of October, um, and then we'll be doing the um, sign up. Clicking on. Then we'll be doing the signups for November. He's definitely the orange one. He's the orange fraggle. Mm-hmm. He's definitely the I'm orange like, fraggle. Wh- I was like, which one is staring most vacantly out to space? The orange uh-huh. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I think it's the yellow one. The yellow one looks stoned. Uh, I'm not sure that's quite the same thing as vacant. Although, yeah, I mean, there's 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 some equivalency there. <laughs> <laughs> At least, yeah, Zan says at least the bushes can manage civility. And at least they, you know, as as, as boneheaded as, as W was, is, whatever, he never asked, we have nukes, why can't we use them? Right. He never suggested that one foreign power invade another to help us out. As a favor. Yeah, as a favor. Could you kill some people? That'd get on our good side. That would be you. great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> but he was Brought terribly you in stereo. He was he was terribly uncivil throughout the debate, and I don't know why I expected anything different. Cause that's just how he is. Um, randomly. I mean, every day, every moment, every I mean, every time you see him on the news, on you know, he's just really terribly uncivil. He's a horrible person. He's a horrible person. And when somebody says something like, "I've never heard anything that him say anything that would make me, you know, rethink my position to support him," I go, "What? Do, I just want to. Well, what will it take?" He has said every horrible thing I can imagine and things so far beyond what I thought a political candidate could get away with. What will it take for you to change your opinion of him? Nothing. Does he have to say that he advocates, you know, killing babies in the streets? I mean, what, well, seriously, what is it? Yeah, but they would say, but, oh, but just the right kind of babies. His true believers are not turnable. And they are deplorable. And Hillary should never have apologized for making that comment. Because if you no. believe that if you're if you're if you're bigoted, if you're a white supremacist, if you're a xenophobe, if you're a homophobe, what you are you are deplorable. 
Your beliefs are deplorable. You are that's awful. So why can't we just call it spade a spade when someone says something horrible, you know, deplorable? Why can't we say it? Because they are. They are. As my grandmother would say, unfit for company. Oh, Jordan Klepper's interviews with Trump, Trump supporters, just gave me such headaches. It's like this guy who was insisting that, you know, Bush, I mean that Obama had something to do with 9/11, and then, you know he was he was <laughs> sitting in the shit. White House doing nothing. Like, I was like, dude, dude, really? What? <laughs> that level of stupid cannot. I, um. Now. I'm not suggesting that we should have um, a written test in order to vote, obviously, because that's what Jim Crow did. Um, That's what part of the Jim Crow laws were about. Um, But at this point, I would like to advocate um, the deportation of lawyers and the removal of warning labels, because it is interfering with the evolution of our species. Because dumb people like that would have never made it out of childhood if we didn't have warning labels. Because we have warning labels, they're here. Let's just take all the warning labels off everything and get rid of the lawyers. Now, Obama had nannies, but that deal on the TV who probably works two jobs to survive and still thinks it's a good idea to cut taxes on the rich, he didn't have two nannies. And that's the part that kills me. It's the people who are voting against their own interests. But that one dude said it. You give the lowest white man somebody else to discriminate against, and they will every single time. That was such a that that was an, you're talking about that race baiting video when yeah. they created the three economic classes, um, mm-hmm. and that that was such a powerful video to listen to, um, but it, it, before this election, I would have thought, well, that's not true. No, you know, it's it just reset my mind into yep. People will think to the most horrible position they can apparently. If they feel superior to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And for the record, I'm looking forward to the taco trucks. I don't know about anybody else. I expect to have really that look- regardless. If, I want if, a taco Hillary- truck by, I'm going to say January 15th, January, maybe February 1st. February 1st, I expect a fucking taco truck on the end of my street. <laughs> well... I mean, I have one two blocks from me, but um, I wouldn't that's mind. That's not close some... enough. It's not every corner. Oh, that's not every corner. That is a full extra block away. So um, someone better fulfill that deal and get me one I can get to even when I'm feeling lazy. And I want a good taco truck, too. A good one. Really good taco truck. It doesn't have to be open 24-7, but I would like it to have Sunday hours because, come on now. <laughs> now everybody goes to church to worship the space fairy. <laughs> I want you to know, um, 
that even though I am an atheist and I often say smart-ass things about the space fairy, that um, please don't take it personally or assume that I'm attacking your faith or um, um, any, anything of that nature. It's just me being a smart-ass. Um, so it's not personal. It, you know, it, it isn't personal, um, although I think there's a line. It's sort of like um, I respect people's rights to have a belief. I just usually don't respect the actual belief. I'm totally down with you, you know, having the, you know, people having the complete right to believe whatever the fuck they want. But I don't often, I often find when I say something like that, it's usually not a belief I particularly respect. So, uh, and that's not personal. You know, it isn't personal that people don't respect what you actually believe in. But it says a lot that people can still go, but I respect your right to believe in it, even if I think it's complete hooey. <laughs> Wait, we can ask for hot guys to deliver the tacos? Yes, let's do that one. And why is the nachos on the taco truck? Wouldn't the nachos be on the taco truck? But it's because... just a nacho. I mean, nachos are an art. I mean, you could have just a nacho truck. I'm, I'd be okay. I mean, we could add that. I've got a taco truck. I wouldn't mind a nacho truck. We can, yeah, we can have both. I mean, I'm just saying... And if somebody is feeling adventurous and wants to stray away from Mexican food, a wings truck wouldn't be at all. A wings truck would be fucking awesome. I also wouldn't turn down a fried rice truck, <laughs> to be perfectly frank. There you go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Margaritas. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> I think wings, barbecue, barbecue would be a good truck. A barbecue truck would be awesome. Uh, we have we have a lot of food trucks in California. I mean, you can probably find just about anything. But the point is, is that they're not on every corner, and and, and that's what I was promised. So, um, <laughs> I feel I feel underserved personally. I mean, I just don't feel like there's enough trucks, food trucks. Um, and I really do feel like I need a taco truck. My mom's on board with a taco truck. She's looking forward to it as well. So I do hope that guy has a plan for rolling them all out when Hillary becomes president. Because we have expectations. And they need to be met. The American public doesn't do well when our expectations are not met. Especially when it comes to tacos. You know when I when I saw the the um, the summary for the show because um, mm-hmm. when it came through in the email it said something like it just it just gives the summary I think it doesn't give the tags um, and it started with today I dug a hole I thought that was <laughs> like a metaphorical hole I was like I wonder what she did and then you start talking and I was like oh she means she actually dug a hole I did I actually dug a hole yeah a hole hole like and in the ground with dirt and. and in the ground with dirt. And then I came home, when my husband came home, he decided the hole wasn't big enough. Men do not get to decide things about the size of holes. Let me tell you why. I've mentioned this before, but let's actually. <laughs> my aunt used to raise goats. <laughs> Lots of goats. And I don't even want to know how this is connected. 
holes, holes in the ground. And one year they decided we had, we had our fa- always had our family reunions on her property because it's a really big place down way south of where I am now. But anyway, it's a big place in California, big big farm. And um, she raised goats. She sold the goats. One day, they, one year they decided to slaughter one of the goats, one of the little goats. And we were going to have it for the family reunion, big the big dinner for the first day of the family reunion. And they were going to roast it in a pit in the ground. And so she had the boys and her husband get out there and start digging. And the guys could not agree on the size of the pit. And it got bigger, and it got bigger, and it got bigger. And then there were ladders. And it was probably eight or nine feet deep, I would guess, and probably at that far across for this little tiny goat. And so they go and they build the pit and put the goat in. This pit is too big. This giant hole is too big to contain any heat to roast that goat. So what we got was charred goat on the outside and raw goat in the middle, and the whole goat had to go in the oven. <laughs> and then we have an enormous pit. I'm genuinely horrified by this. <laughs> so it became a rule that the men in the family do not get to decide how big the holes need to be. There were ladders. Yes, there were ladders. Oh my god, you're going to be roasting a gorilla? What? Because <laughs> that way leads raw goat. You know, when men decide how big the pits are, there are ladders and raw goat involved. And I didn't want to eat goat to begin with, but I certainly didn't want to eat a raw goat. <laughs> my goodness. Are you sure? And every time I hear, "Are you sure that goat, that pit is big enough?" I just go, "If that pit gets any bigger, there's going to be no place left to put the people." Uh, the people. <laughs> the people. I mean, seriously, this is taking up a large portion of the communal gathering area. No one got to play horseshoes because there was the goat pit with ladders sticking out of it. I think the next time, like, you know, she has this idea that she's a, she wants a pool, she calls them over there and says, hey, I'm going to roast, like, five goats. <laughs> <laughs> they dig her pool. She brings out the men to install it. Done there deal. You go. But the they did not hold that big for one goat. They could dig a, an Olympic-sized pool for five. But they're big goats this time. Oh, goats. <sighs> <laughs> they're big goats. That's and just not big enough. Place. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do well with eating food I had known once before. And more you than one occasion. Goat? Huh? You eat the goat? No, not personally. I couldn't do it. Because um, I had petted that particular goat. And oh, I God. Just, I, oh. I can't eat something that I have given affection to. <laughs> So anyway, um, I think that's not actually true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's whole different. Don't be dirty. Don't be dirty. What's the matter with you? Who are you? Oh wait, never mind. Um, but you know, to you over here. <laughs> sometimes she would have, um, you know, when I, when the, she did, I get a new, I don't know what I don't. What do you call a group of goats? Not a litter, whatever. She gets new. She gets a whole, a whole gaggle Herd. of new goats. A what? 
herd? A herd? I'm going to have to go look. <laughs> what is a group of goats? Um, is it a congress? No, what? no that's monkeys. Never mind. <laughs> a, tr- a tribe, a trip, a drove, a herd, or a flock? Herd. See, I said. That's what I said. works. <sighs> hey, a group of goldfish is called a glint. <laughs> Random shit you didn't need to know. Okay, so when she would get a new little little flock of baby goats, they would some of them often would need like little extra tending, like they some you know what if the especially if the mama had something wrong with the mama she couldn't nurse or whatever, and I'd go down there to her little farm and I would feed the freaking baby goats, you know nurse them. I mean. <laughs> Not personally. <laughs> With a bottle. With a bottle. With a, bottle. a large one. Yes. Goat now, every time she says goats, I think about that little video of the goats in the pajamas on Facebook, and I'm ruined. Yeah, it's terrible. So then when she announced that she was going to have, that we were going to have goat, actually, I knew she sold her goats for slaughter. I, I knew that intellectually. When she said we were going to have goat for the family union, I was like, well, where'd you get the goat? And she's like, out of the pen. I was like, oh, I can't. I can't. Out of the but pen. I you mean, oh, no. This man. <laughs> well, she did tell me it was the one. I said, Wessa was like, which one? She said, well, it was one of those ones you were petting the last time you were down here. <gasps> oh, come oh, on. I'm done. Can't do it. Goats and sweaters and goats and pajamas is frankly the cutest thing I've ever seen. They are adorable. Go- uh, goats in pajamas is cuter than a kitten. I don't even know what that is. I mean, it is just adorable and wrong. All right, I got. I found the goat babies in pajamas videos. Here you go, bitches. You can thank us later. If there was a zombie apocalypse, I'd become a vegetarian. Because what if? All the meat was tainted. You never know. You can't eat anything that um uh, that was an animal. What if it has a zombie disease? <laughs> Bitch, you need to start living on grass. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat that. You don't know what it's got. Melons. <laughs> Go live in an apple orchard. It'll be safer. <laughs> yeah, there's this gang called... um. Oh, what the fuck is it called? But it's a survival game. I can't remember the... It's a board game, but all the questions are survival questions. And it's designed to teach you how to survive in the wild as you play this game. So, right? like, so you, you get to answer a question, um, and the questions would be, you know, you get multiple choice, and you learn something, right? So like one of the things that stuck out to me playing that game is that what can you eat if you're stranded like in, in the jungle or something? And you can't eat anything you can't peel or cook is basically the short answer, right? But, you know, um, my sister has a real affinity for turtles at the time. So we had to strip out all the questions because they traumatized her over how to properly cook turtles or how to deal with killing a turtle or whatever. Because every time one would come up, she'd, like, get just, like, start to cry. Like, I can't, what do you mean how do you properly cook a turtle? So we take all the turtle-killing questions out of the game. So the most memorable question was, um, how should you fish if you're? How should you fish when you're on the ice? Um, 
Yes, you could get in the shell, lady holder, you terrible person. It's a good thing she's not here. <laughs> um, so one of the questions was about fishing and when you're on, it's like out on an ice um, flow or something like that. And um, the questions were how should you properly get through the ice if you're in a – and mind you, this is supposed to be survival situations. And the, the answers were just really terrible things, um, like uh, like – chisel your way through it, or something else that involved breaking the ice. And then the, the third answer was to use your ice auger. And I thought, well, obviously... You want to use the auger so it doesn't crack. Right. But I thought, I mean, obviously that seemed like the right answer to go ice fishing. But the point of this game was you're in a survival, an unexpectedly dangerous survival situation. Who goes into unexpectedly, an unexpectedly dangerous situation with an ice auger strapped to their back? So I picked the best of the other answers. And, of course, the answer was to use the ice auger. So moral of the story, folks, if you're ever stranded on the ice and you didn't think to bring your ice auger with you, you're going to starve to death. You're, you're screwed. You are You are you're screwed. So for whoever is, it's A-U-G-R, not otter. <laughs> <laughs> Accent. They'll get us every time. The game is called Worst Case Scenario. I finally remembered it. Um, what I would say is whoever's keeping our list of survival supplies needs to put an ice auger on the list. <laughs> A-U-G-R-E-G-E-R. Put that beside the toilet paper because <laughs> apparently <laughs> it's super important. Because <laughs> we could very well have an ice age climate deniers, and if we do, we're going to need our auger so we can fish. And obviously we need to start recruiting minions from the upper reaches of Canada, Norway, and Sweden. (laughs) 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 Bitches, get on that. (laughs) Make sure we're we're covered. And if there is such a thing as an ice otter, and it's as friendly as other otters have been known to be, um, sure. Get one of those too. We can get one of those. <laughs> it can be the, the 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 you know ice age mascot or a little ice otter. Yeah. So um, put the ice auger with the toilet paper and the first five um, Earth children books because we're gonna need those too. <laughs> yes, and we will need lots of knives. If we just can't kidnap Gina Yule and take her with us, I mean, because, you know, she's a little she's she's getting up there. But if we can keep her healthy, she can keep us alive because she's got a she lot of information. Shit. She knows some shit. I don't know why I have this page. It must have been something you said earlier. Oh, it was. You said something earlier about um, there probably were worse pet names. So I, for some reason, I guess I get, looked up wacky pet names. And so I have this, I was going over to my, um, I was Googling the name of that game, and I clicked on the wrong tab, and I was like, um, Optimus Prime Rib, what the fuck is this? And it's wacky <laughs> pet names. <laughs> That is worse than Jackass. <laughs> it is. It's definitely, it's definitely worse than Jackass. Captain Jack Barky Pants. 
Well, what I would remind all of you um, about an ice age is that um, if our planet snowballs, it's not going to be green anywhere, sweethearts. If we snowball, there's going to be no, we're going to, we're going to all be with ice. (laughs) It's going to get cold. (laughs) Shit's going to get real. (laughs) There might be a hundred miles of shore in a really icy ocean. There you go. And and glacier. So everybody run out and buy an auger because we might need it. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently you should not chisel your way through the ice. That's apparently very unsafe. Who knew? Who knew? And whoever is close to where Bear Grylls, Bear Grylls lives, keep an eye on Make him. Make friends. We're going to need him too. <laughs> Wherever he is, you guys find him, keep an eye on him at a distance, no stalking. We just need to know where he is, just the general vicinity, so when the world ends, we'll know where to go <laughs> to get him. He lives on a boat docked in London. Okay, right, keep UK. it in mind. Keep a weather eye out. <laughs> so we may need him. If shit gets too real. <sighs> First we raid Land's End. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking we might want to raid Costco first, but okay, Costco, if you want to hit Land's End first. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking Ace Hardware. I mean, who's going to carry an ice auger? Where we need to go. <laughs> To go to Ace Hardware. I mean, well, it wouldn't be an ice auger. It would just be an auger. It would have to be a pretty big one. So we definitely need to go to Ace Hardware. Um, yeah, I'd be like, I wouldn't even know where to go to get big old fishing supplies. Be like, that's just like totally out of my element. I'm going to have to, like. And I'll, snowball. I'll, I'll, I'll take, and a snowmobile manufacturer. Yeah. U Haul. Yeah. Costco. Well, if somebody says, what if we move to a silo base? Well, after Donald Trump shoots our nuclear weapons to everybody, there'll be some empty the ones available. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Does anybody have a pilot's license? Because I think we're going to need a plane. <laughs> Dick Sporting Goods and Dick got... <laughs> I was like, Dick got what is, I was like, what is Zan trying to say? I don't understand. It, but Kira got it, of course. She she can spot the dick in anything, even a bunch of asterisks. I am, I am. Well, what did I say? I am. I am knowledgeable of all things wiener. Something like that, yeah. Okay, Land's End apparently sells all the fishing gear we'll need. Wait, is the auger? Is an auger manual or is it like one that we can get that's automated? Because um, I think we're going to need an automated one. <laughs> I'm sure there's both. We should have both. Like, we should have both. One that's like solar powered. 
solar power. Going to look at your cover photos to get that quote, and I was like, "What? Here, have 166 cover photos? Come on! What the hell?" Because <laughs> I use my cover spot to be an asshole. That's true, you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm an expert on all things wiener. I am an expert on all things wiener. Um, I forget what I was going to say, but I am an expert on all things wiener. And I don't even know what that conversation was about, but I still stand by it. <laughs> I don't remember either. Just trying to tame a moose. You know what? I think anybody who listens to the podcast um, really misses out if they're not in the chat room because you, cause you bitches are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from solar power to reindeer, and maybe we could try to tame a moose. <laughs> no, you cannot tame a moose. You know, one of the, one of my trips to Alaska, in this little small town, you know, like people kept in the doors, the businesses were open. This was in the late spring; it was quite fairly warm. And business and a bear is walking down, and some of the doors. I remember this one place had like the, one of those double doors where you know the top and the bottom open and close independently. You know, they can open up the top and have air come through, right? So there's this little this bear, clearly an adult but not very old, wandering through town. People pretty much didn't react. I was surprised because I like hot-footed it inside the nearest building. But nobody really reacts to this bear wandering around. Um, I think one of those places that had the little double-height doors closed the bottom one but just, you know, kept on doing what they were doing. Well, the next day, I guess, we were in town again, um, and a moose walks into town. Everyone hot foots it inside, closes the doors. I was like, and for me, I was like, why is everybody reacting like, I mean, that's the moose. Nobody has not react like this over the bear. I'm like, uh, bear's not going to bug you unless you bother it, but moose are mean. <laughs> so I don't see us training a moose. Yeah. There's just some things you don't want to mess with. Bison are way too big. Um... And we have techniques for horses, so I think we should probably stick with horses if you guys are going to have to have animals. Um, and moose stink, to be perfectly frank. Not that horses smell much better, but moose really, really stink. I think, for real, that we should all just plan to avoid animals. Because <laughs> moose going to be scarce. <laughs> and we might look like food to some of these creatures. <laughs> In a pinch. <laughs> so Melody says that she wouldn't go near bison. I have to tell you guys, we, the first time I went to Yellowstone, actually the only time I went to, really went to Yellowstone, we were standing outside. We were at one of the lodges inside the park. inside, the, And so we're standing there, and I uh, I wasn't paying attention. I was just, like, looking out at the, you know, watching life happen. And all of a sudden an employee comes up to me and is like, ma'am, if you could just move over here, just kind of, and very calm. He's obviously trying to be very calm. I'm like, dude, what's the matter with you? What's wrong with what I'm saying? I was on the sidewalk. And there was this green strip right behind me between two of the buildings. And these three bison had just wandered up and were like two feet from me, standing there eating. And I was completely oblivious. I went, oh, okay, I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to. Okay, Barbara said that goats could pull a wagon. Okay, but can we, can we put the goats in little parkas? Jenny. it's going to be cold. 
If we do that, we have, well, to, gonna... have, we have to put goat jammies and goat parkas on the shopping list. Yeah. Yeah. But we would definitely have to gear them up. And there will be no eating of them. No goat eating, no. I find goat cheese very, very good. So goats will be good. I'm on board with goats. Milk. Labor. Cute little parkas and sweaters. And goat cheese. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything is better with cheese. Everything is better. Yes, the apocalypse will be much better. Um, it'll be infinitely easier to tolerate if we can make cheese. <laughs> well, and soap. And soap. If we, if we got cheese and soap, we're set. And Kira knows how to make soap. soap. I do know how to make soap. Um, um, cheese, but mostly cheese. Um, I also know how to make butter from milk, too, because I'm Southern. That's what we do. Um, although, honestly, it's cheaper to buy butter um, than it is to make your own butter. But sometimes, if you're just in one of those moods, you can make your own butter. It's really actually pretty easy these days. You don't need a churn. You can do it in your food processor. Alpaca spit. And um, I have a strict no spitting rule. So, um, yeah, no alpacas, no camels. They all spit. As long as they don't spit. Chocolate and coffee would be the first things to go because they're very delicate crops. Coffee is already um, in a bad way, actually, because of the so environment. Yeah. And so is chocolate. It's, it's terrible. It's Three really terrible. Three of the crops that they predict that we might um, lose in the not-too-distant future are coffee, chocolate, and um, maple syrup. That makes me teary. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. And, you Do know, why you might... Do we have coffee seeds in the thing? Do we have coffee seeds saved in the thing? In the thing? The, the seed vault? You know the thing? What's it called? They have a vault full of seeds. Oh, um... Oh! I hate it when I have word retrieval issues. Tea is a lot more hardier than you would think. Um, Coffee requires um, the seed vault. Yeah, there's like two or three of them. There's two or three of them. I hope they have coffee in there, just in case. Um, but coffee and chocolate in particular require a certain environment for a certain period of time to mature. And you can grow tea in your house. And you can grow coffee in a, in a hot house, but it isn't going to taste the way you want it to. Because coffee... The flavor of coffee is created through um, the nutrients that it gains from the ground. That's why coffee from South America tastes one way and coffee from Africa tastes another. So, and, and there's a process, too. So, and coffee and honestly, from Costa Rica any, tastes the best. And Hawaii. Um, Hawaii is very nice as well. Um, but is. They each produce a different kind of um, flavor based on the environment and the process. Now, you can grow coffee in a, in a hot house, but it isn't going to taste 
the way you want. But that's true of practically any food. If you've ever had, like, tomatoes or corn from a hothouse versus tomatoes that were grown in a field, the difference is stunning. Yeah, we'll have that moment of everybody will be wrinkling up their nose and going, oh, hothouse coffee. When I was your age, I was drinking coffee that that grew from a tree in South America. And it was amazing. (laughs) Yes. It'll be our version or or the then then survivors, the survivors version of. And when I was a kid, (laughs) I walked uphill to school in the snow both ways. Except ours will be better because it will be, we had coffee picked by hand. If you're really curious about the evolution of food, look up the evolution of the banana. And how much it's changed in in just a hundred years. Because the banana my grandparents ate no longer exists. The first thing you get when you Google about the evolution of a banana is um, apparently um, they think that you need to understand that that means the ripening of a banana. And no, that's not what I meant at all. Ripening is not the same thing as evolution, you twits. (laughs) Because the fruits and vegetables that we have now are mutating. And it's a gradual mutation, but in the but in the case of the banana, um, I think that was purposeful mutation to make them last longer for shipping. Possibly. I'm genetically modified, but a lot of the things that like have if you've ever had an heirloom tomato, if you cut one of those things open, they look nothing like. <laughs> A regular. Oh, tomato. no kidding. Yeah. Okay, Bananas, this is interesting. Um, I'm giving I'm giving okay. you guys a link. Oh, I've got so many windows open that I can't even find the freaking radio show. There it is. All right, this has some interesting pictures of paintings and stuff of the original foods compared to what they are now. There is no way in hell I'd I'd eat a wild watermelon. New. That doesn't even look appetizing. Who cut that open and said, oh, I, I want to eat this? Nobody. Yum. Weirdos. But the modern one looks yummy. But look at the wild banana. That, that's what was actually what I was talking about was the wild banana versus the modern banana. And how even 100 years ago you could get that kind of banana in, in the United States, but now you can't. They're They're really, I mean. I don't know that you could pay me to eat a wild carrot based upon that picture. Eggplant looks weird, like little bitty pumpkins. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no to the wild carrot. <laughs> it looks like a little person has been buried. <laughs> no. 
Wow, look at the wild corns wow. are kind of cute. Yeah, but how many would you have to get to get even a a mouthful? Well, corn is one of the food. Corn is a is a non-food food. It is. There's nothing. I mean, we, there's no no nutritional value. We absorb so little from a corn from from eating corn that it it serves no purpose. And that's one thing that is actually one of the plot holes that really bothered me in that movie Interstellar. All the crops were dying, and the only crop they had left at the end was corn. Corn. So all they yeah. were eating was corn. They would have all died of malnutrition. There's no way they could have survived on corn. It is the least nutritious food that we eat. There were no animals. Um, all the um, all the animals died out with the, with the major crops, and all they had left was corn. I'm thinking, who the fuck wrote this? You can't live on corn. You literally cannot live off corn. Well, they were eating cornbread and corn and and corn and corn, corn mush and grits and corn. How many grits ways can you eat corn? corn? But Fritos still, it would not be enough the end of time. to produce a healthy human being. And where were they getting the vitamins? Because all the other crops died. Everything died but corn. I mean, potatoes are more nutrition, have more nutrition than than the corn does, as far as I know. And when um, the Irish potato farmers were only eating potatoes, they got very ill. Right. Science jazz hands. That's exactly what happened. Science jazz hands. That is exactly what happened. Because they did not science the shit out of that. But I actually really no. enjoyed The Martian. I, I really enjoyed The Martian. I listened to the audio book before I um, watched the movie. And then um, I read the book. Uh, but um, I really, really enjoyed um, The Martian. It was really and good. I, the, the whole space I was that thing. dude, I would never eat potatoes again as long as I lived. Oh, no. And it would be terrible because I love potatoes. <laughs> I might enshrine a potato, but I would never eat one. <laughs> I'd be like, potatoes saved my life. I'm never touching another one again. Potatoes Put are awesome. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Potatoes are awesome. Don't, don't feed me that I got very sad and very worried when all the potatoes died. We were emotionally attached to those potatoes, and it was it was tragic. In the book, it was so much worse. It was so much worse in the book. Um, it was like it was like the most. It, it was such an immense loss. You're like, <gasps> I mean, it was no. like. It was the equivalent you know, of Hedwig dying. I mean, it was like, what, what? No, what do we do? We're so, oh my God, we're gonna die. <laughs> the um, the part about the um, uh, my brain just, I, I enjoyed the entire movie, and there were a lot of it. 
it's funny because somebody actually recommended it. In, there's been some list I found online about best comedies of that year. I was like, okay, yeah, it had a lot of funny moments. They found a lot of humor and tragedy, but it wasn't a comedy. But whatever. But mm-hmm. that whole rant about that whole explanation about why he was a space pirate was my absolute favorite part of the movie. That just that tickled <laughs> me so much because you just you're you're alone for that long, and you just you just find crazy crap to to make your mind keep going and dealing with the situation. It was it was just so in well done. In, in, in the book, he's particularly sarcastic about their music choices and um, talking about the things they left behind. And he was like, we need to talk about your, about your, your music selection and come on. <laughs> and, that, and that whole thing behind the Fonzie fingers is because one of them brought Happy Days. And he binge watched the whole series. Oh my god! <laughs> and this one lady, she had all the Carpenter music, and um, it was just like, and that he had all their entertainment, and one of them had brought the Happy Days, and that's why he does the Fonzie songs. Because there's so much you miss when you just watch the movie. Um, but the the book is fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Highly yeah, I didn't it. read the book because somebody who read it um, was um, telling me about it, who who preferred the book over the movie, and he's telling me about the book. And the way he described it was a lot of lengthy scientific exposition, and that didn't sound like it would appeal to me. Was that actually the way the book was? Um, there was some, yes, but um, I listened to the audio book first. And then, I mean... It, and then I watched the movie, and then I read the book. And I don't know why I did it in that order, but I did. Um, so, on the whole, I enjoyed it more as an audiobook, which is really rare for me because I hate audiobooks. Hmm. I'll have to give it a but try. Then, but it was written in first person, and the narrator was really engaging. Because usually when I am encountering something where there's a book and a movie, and I haven't seen, haven't read the book and I haven't seen the movie, I usually read, see the movie first and then read the book. And the reason is because that way, if the book is light years better, I'm not disappointed in the movie. I'm impressed with how much better, with how much more I'm getting out of the book. Because I find if I read the book first and then I often can't read, view the movie objectively. Um. But I will definitely give the audiobook on that one a try because I really, really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. But no, I think if I was going to recommend either reading the book or the audiobook, but I'd recommend the audiobook over the, the actual physical book, which is super rare for me. I've never heard you do that, actually, I don't, that I recall. Well, it's honestly, my husband re- you know, does a lot of audiobooks, and... Um, um, he's particularly fond of like um, Arthur C. Clarke, and um, he does a lot of Star Wars books and a lot of Star Trek books. He's a huge science fiction fan. Ben Bova um, loves Ben Bova. There's another guy that he likes a lot. Um, and I just um, they're 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 in the background of my house, basically all the hours that he's awake. 
Because he'll listen to audiobooks and, you know, read online or listen to audiobooks and play a game or just whatever. You know, he's got an audiobook going when we're cooking. You know, just he listens to audiobooks when he cuts the grass. I mean, he's just all in it, okay? And so I just don't like – I find them very distracting, which is why I don't like them. Because it's really difficult to write when you're listening to somebody else speak. Mm-hmm. And it got – that's why we ended up having separate offices because he was listening to an audio book and what I was listening to would end up in my work. And I got really paranoid. Because I used a phrase that was happening over and over again in the audio book and I caught myself and I was mortified. And I realized it was because he was listening to this book and I was trying to write at the same time, and I didn't have headphones on. So I bought a really, well, he bought me a really good set of Bose headphones so I wouldn't be able to hear um, what was going on. Um, because it was just, it was, it, it was more than I could take. And I threw that, and I, and I actually threw that story away that I was working on because I I could not keep track of what was mine and what was that I'd picked up subconsciously or unconsciously from the audio book. So I I deleted the story outright. That would be lost, really uncomfortable. I lost sixty five k. Damn. But I couldn't. I had no choice. Because it was a professional project, and I literally had no choice. I called my agent, and I said, look, this is what happened. And she said, oh, God, there's no way to fix that, is there? She, I said, no. I mean, there is literally no way to fix this. I'm going to have to throw this away and start over. Um, and I did, and it was okay, but um, I was... You know, I was way ahead of my deadline anyway. I was almost finished, and my deadline was five months away. But that wasn't the point. The point was is that that it, it, the the audio book was – and ever since then, I fucking hated audio books. <laughs> and I think I have a good reason. <laughs> I think you had a very good reason. I would find that kind of like scarring. I'd be like, I'm not risking this crap again, no. Well, and there's also a couple times I've tried to listen to an audiobook. Um, my first experiences with them, if the voice of the narrator is abrasive to me for any reason, I've just wasted money. You know, it's like, oh no, I can't listen to, I can't listen to the next six hours of that. No. Well, audio, Audible usually lets you listen to a sample, so you can download a sample um, before you buy. Yeah. And I appreciate that about Audible. My husband is a big Audible fan. Um, but I just, as a rule, I, I, I don't listen to e-books, audio books, and I don't like to listen. I mean, I just don't like them to be playing when I'm writing because, you know. Well, sometimes even, I, I sometimes when I'm writing, I can't even do, um, um, Music with lyrics, I understand. Uh, it's like the words just distract me. So I'll either listen to instrumental or listen to opera. Um, because, you know, if it's Italian, I haven't got a freaking clue what they're saying. So 
um, it's not going to creep into my work in any way or distract me or get me focusing on what they're saying as opposed to what I'm writing. People are giving there's me an actually the... there's a really awesome AU I mean uh, an AU of The Martian called Man on a Wall, but it's not currently on AO3. So if it ever shows back up, you definitely you guys definitely need to read it. It's awesome. Um, and it's gone. Yeah, it got taken down because um, someone reported it for being too too similar to the the movie. Oh, okay. I don't know if I agree with that, but. But it's a really good. It's it's a really good fic. Somebody said that they, when they listen to audiobooks, they feel like they need to be doing something else, like it's they're not engaged or something. I actually, I agree. I, I don't know that I could just sit there and listen to a book. I think I would feel like at least compelled to like finally put my laundry away or something. <laughs> um, I don't know what I I colored. I listened to The Martian and colored. I could do that. I colored half a, I colored half a stained glass coloring book. But I couldn't just sit there and just, you know, like, do nothing. I, that would be really weird. So I got um, um, we have very few seconds. So I had to, had a little bit of a tech support disaster this morning. Um, I had to call for some computer help on something because one of my devices isn't working right, and I called to get some help. Mm-hmm. And um, I have been working in the technology sector for 25 years mm-hmm. ish. Uh, there's not there's I mean there's some like really like complicated things I don't understand, but in general I'm very competent with my computer. And so I did all the things that you're supposed to do before I ever made the call, all of them, even things that I, they hadn't suggested. And so I tell the dude, I did all, I did all, I did this, 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 and this, and this, as it says on your website, as it says on your support guide, and just based upon my own knowledge of how these things can happen, I did all of this. And he says, well, why don't I get you to do this? And what does he do? He tells me to do the first thing that I already told him I did. And I said, well, I, I said I already did that. And he said, well, you may not have done it right. And I said, well, I'm pretty sure I know how to do that right. So I went ahead and did it, trying to be nice. And, um, of course, it got the exact result that I had gotten. And I told him, I said, the exact same thing happened. And he says, well, why don't you try this? Did you do it exactly this way? And he outlined his steps. I said, of course, how many other ways are there to do that? Yes, that's what I did. And so he'd go on to the, the next step, which I told him. I said, I already did this. I told you. It didn't work. 
He said, well, I find that a lot of women, pause, I mean people, don't know how to do it right. I was like, hmm, well, I find that in cases like this, I really need to talk to somebody else. So if you could get your supervisor on the phone, that would be awesome. (laughs) And in this particular case, there was a firmware update for my device that they hadn't even, it was in beta, but I happened to have updated something else on my computer that was the reason why they had to do an emergency firmware update was because of this other update that was pushed out, and they hadn't disseminated the information to technical support yet. This problem was occurring in certain circumstances, and I had, of course, immediately run across it and tried everything I could think of to do it, and I said, well, where is this firmware update? And he said, well, it's not available yet, but you're going to have to live with this problem. The supervisor's one told me, you have to live with it for until we get it out of beta and get it pushed out, and then you'll be able to update the firmware for this device and everything will be fine. But I was just like... You know, it's just assume because I'm a girl that I can't do follow the steps listed on your website competently, accurately, correctly, and report back the results. I have to do it all again with you on the phone, dude. <laughs> it's terrible. Whenever I call into my hosting package, because I have a problem, my, my host for my, my um, internet, my website, I'm going to get it out eventually, I promise. Um, I always, like the first person who answers the phone, and I said, yes, is there a tech person above you? Well, yes, but normally I said, I'm going to need to talk to them. But I said, no, honey. I've already done everything that you're going to tell me to do, and I don't have enough patience to deal with your whole spiel. So go ahead and give me to your supervisor or the person up, from you on the tech level because I've been on hold for 45 minutes and I'm not going to go through this with you. Okay, ma'am, wait just a minute. I'll transfer you. That's right. You will. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were probably literally building your own computers when that person was an actual fetus. I know, with an actual fetus. Anyways, you guys have a great evening. Um, I may or may not do a show tomorrow night and we'll catch you later. Say goodnight. Good night. Goodnight.